Hello, geeks everywhere, and welcome to another Geeks Crossing podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Matt. Here to give you all the best geek-related content you could ask for. And are you ready, Matt? Aye, aye, Captain. I can't hear you. Aye, aye, Captain. Oh, yeah, I'm not singing the song. I'm not in the mood. <laughs> uh, well, I think that is still a very good segue into our discussion today. Yep, because today, well, it's February 2023 as of the making of this episode. And a few weeks ago, they just revealed the latest Spongebob game, Spongebob Squarepants and the Cosmic Shake. Yes, and for Geeks Crossing listeners, you may remember like a million years ago when they first announced this game, we did an episode just briefly talking about it. But the day is finally here where it is out and playable, and Eric and I have, in fact, both played it. We've both beaten it, and so we figured what better time than the present to talk about this new Spongebob game. Um, which is kind of crazy, Eric, because it's actually two years ago to the month that I did my episode on Spongebob platformers, and I never thought we would actually get another one. And yet, here we are. It's kind of sad. Like, I actually did an episode discussing this with my friend Kalo. Shout out. And it's almost like people forgot about this game. And, you know, we were kind of hyping this up. It's like, wow, this is a big deal. We haven't had a new Spongebob game in a while. And it's very reminiscent of Alpha Bikini Bottom. But you know the old saying, too much style, not enough substance. It looks like a good game. But it all comes down to execution. Yeah, it all comes down to execution. So we're going to get into the actual game itself. Would you mind if I explain the story? Uh, go right ahead, please. All right, let me tell you. The story is as simple as it gets. SpongeBob and Patrick received this magic bubble soap from a gypsy who apparently used to work for King Triton. And that said bubble soap can grant whatever wish they want. But go figure, they end up abusing the power so much that they ended up destroying the fabric of the universe. You know, it's a normal Tuesday in Bikini Bottom. <laughs> so now they have to travel to different dimensions to rescue their friends and undo their mistakes so yeah typical spongebob shenanigans but i think it works yeah i would reckon it works when i was playing through the game i was like huh, you know this story could actually work for a movie hell i'll make the argument that it'll make for a better movie than sponge out water and sponge on the run <laughs> add that to me hot takes i have but i'm not going to full detail because that's another can of wormies <laughs> Yeah, in terms of a story, it's a nice little story. It doesn't try to be anything too crazy. They actually lampshade themselves several, several times. So I guess minor spoiler alert, the mermaid who gives you the bubble wand and you give the jelly to turns out to be evil. But they literally lampshade this throughout the game. I'm pretty sure like the second or third conversation you have with her, SpongeBob and Patrick are already going like, ah, she's so trustworthy. She'll never betray us. Like they know they're not fooling anyone. Yeah, this game doesn't even try to hide the fact that she's the villain. But hey, (laughs) it works because, you know, SpongeBob and Patrick are known for being absent-minded and too trustworthy. I lost count of how many times Plankton manipulated SpongeBob because he was too trustworthy. Yeah, it yeah. definitely happened. <laughs> I think there was even a scene where Plankton was like, You morons better fix this before someone else other than me takes advantage of this universal calamity. Something like that. Yeah. They knew it would be cliche if Plankton was behind all this. And I love how they poke fun of that. Yeah, because this is actually the first... Heavy Iron Spongebob game, so if you consider Spongebob the movie and Spongebob uh, Battle for Bikini Bottom, where Plankton is not the main villain, and the bad guys are not part of Plankton's army. It's just, like, random jelly monsters. And yeah, so I do agree, Eric. I like they kind of reference that fact. I also love when they were playing with the bubble soap. 
Patrick goes, Hey, SpongeBob, what does it mean when it says, Property of King Neptune must not be used by mortals? I don't know, but isn't this fun? <laughs> Plus, you gotta give SpongeBob credit. All his wishes were just to make his friends happy. Yeah, no, that was nice. That felt more like old SpongeBob. Other than again, I, I say that I haven't watched a new episode of SpongeBob in years. <laughs> Maybe that is what he's like now. I don't know. So, yeah, in terms of story, it's pretty basic, but it works. Absolutely. Did you want to move on to the gameplay or something? Well, I was actually going to treat this like our typical Pokemon review episodes or game reviews or whatever, where you mentioned oh. pros and cons. Oh, cool. Let's so, my next pro would have to be the world building, which kind of goes along with the gameplay, but I have yeah. other things to say about that. Yeah. Each area is based off a familiar place from the show, yet they add a certain theme to it to make it more fleshed out. Like, for example, Jellyfish Fields, it has a more Western theme. Google Lagoon, it's all pirate themed. Rock Bottom, it's Halloween themed. All this world building made these areas feel not only nostalgic, but also new. Yeah, it's actually, and it's all worlds from Battle for Bikini Bottom, which is really interesting, except for the last two. It is still very interesting. I really did find myself liking the, when I first, like, played the few, the first few levels, I was like, oh, this is kind of lazy. It's just, like, reusing stuff from rehydrated probably and that's why they're doing rock bottom and the kelp forest and stuff like that but honestly i feel like it definitely has its own charm prehistoric kelp forest in particular just is it was such a fun stage in my opinion oh yeah that was one of my favorite <laughs> levels especially yep. when they brought back the sponge gar and patar language yes one of the few times i actually laughed out loud in the game was when they're carrying away squidward or excuse me squag and he's like oh it's like oh squidward squid uh squag blah 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 like whatever and squag looks at them and looks at the people kidnapping him he's like ah work for work acquaintances <laughs> i also really love the glove world level again that was not in the original i like what they did with glove world that's another probably one of my favorite stages so all in all yeah i agree the world building pretty solid the medieval sulfur fields you know you got some real bangers here I, I very creative and i was a fan and this leads to the biggest pro i have with the game and if you know me matt you know what it is the uh, easter yeah. eggs and references yeah oh my god you can't go through five minutes without seeing or hearing a reference from the show and as someone who loves pointing out easter eggs in media i was having a bubble ball with this game <laughs> Sorry for the terrible punt, but what are you going to do? That's comedy. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. They were a lot, and they were very fun. And I kind of love how, the, how much they squeezed into this game. If I can sit down and break down every reference in this game, this episode will be at least two hours, because there's so much content when it comes to that demographic. <laughs> but I'm going to mention at least ten that stood out. Oh, I want to know. I want to see if they were ones that I caught. For example, we have Squidward painting Old Bold and Brash from the beginning. Yes. Every time SpongeBob glides from platform to platform, he whips out the Krusty Krab pizza box and mm -hmm. sings it every now and then. Yep, what was going to say? SpongeBob scoring a six out of seven on his riding test. Not I just dropped test. that. Oh yeah. my gosh. Then in the karate universe, you see posters of kelp shakes and handsome Squidward. The Flying Dutchman recruiting SpongeBob and Patrick as his ghostly ghost pirates. <laughs> Ow! Nah. 
Good All right. Time. The chocolate guy being one of the people, he had a trick-or-treat at rock bottom. When he opened the door, I, my heart stopped. I was like, no freaking way. That's hilarious. <laughs> I was like, no way. It's the chocolate guy. You have the tiny prehistoric Mr. Krabs saying, money, money, money. <laughs> As you're going through the prehistoric kill forest, Patrick mentioning Finland and thinking the creature behind one of the pens was a giraffe. Ooh, I wonder what creature's behind here. I wonder if it's a giraffe. Even the picture of Patrick being scared to shake Lovey's hand found its way into this game. Yes, with an actual narrative purpose, which is very surprising. And none of this is even mentioning the different costumes that SpongeBob could wear throughout the game. Oh gosh, yeah. It's funny, I beat the game and I finally, like, I first discovered you could do that. Because while I was playing, I thought you had to be wearing a certain costume per world. But when I discovered that there was more... I looked at the menu and I was just like, holy cow, I could have been buying these this whole time. I believe I'm currently dressed as the cuddly crab. I think for the rock bottom level, I switched between costumes because, you know, hey, I got a match with a Halloween theme. <laughs> and it's a little mind-blowing because I think the first house I visited, you know, SpongeBob was wearing his summer gear. And the guy goes, wow, that's a pretty scary costume. I'm like, bruh, he's wearing flower petals. <laughs> Maybe he finds that scary. And let me tell you guys, almost every variant of Spongebob you can think of is in this game. You name them. Spongegar, Goopy Goober Spongebob, Band Geek Spongebob, even Robot Spongebob from Battle for Bikini Bottom is a different costume. Mm, and speaking of cool. Band Geeks, Sweet Victory and Jellyfish Jam play during the credits. Granted, it's on a loop, but hey, it's still awesome nonetheless. Mm-hmm. My God, the Easter eggs, the references... Even the dialogue had me in tears. <laughs> I lost it when I saw Squidward as the final boss. <laughs> and before that, when they got him at the prehistoric kelp bars, he was still speaking in his caveman <laughs> language. <laughs> Reteaching uh, him English, yeah. <laughs> uh, Squidward, I don't think you've noticed, but we're back in the present time. Then Sandy goes, uh-oh, his language must be stuck in cosmic space. <laughs> Matt of Cassandra was about to take over the bikini bottom then Squidward shows up Spongebob I have had it with you because of you I have been kidnapped had to relearn to speak English <laughs> and my toilet is clogged with jelly sees Cassandra whipping out some purple energy or whatever um it's okay I'll just get my plunger in you with the negative attitude you're perfect for my new pawn then turns <laughs> him into a giant jelly squid it's okay. It's almost poetic in a way, because sometimes in a show, Squidward acts as antagonistic force, so to see him as the final boss is kind of poetic. <laughs> oh my god. This whole game is like a love letter to those who grew up with Spongebob. But unfortunately, just like Squidward's art, this game isn't perfect. I don't know yeah. about you, Matt, but compared to Battle for Bikini Bottom, this game felt a little sloppy, especially when it came to basic attacks. Yeah, I don't know. It was really weird. There wasn't really much of a tutorial for a lot of it. They were fine. They were fun. I liked the, like, dashing from platform to platform and stuff. But yeah, you're right. They were not as solid as the other two games. You can definitely tell right. they just recycled it from Battle for Bikini Bottom. But yes. almost in a lazy matter. But I will say, I did like the Reef Blower and the Karate Kick. Those were fun to utilize. Oh, for sure. I can't even tell you the amount of time I tried rolling a bubble slash sponge bowl and nothing happened. <laughs> I'm just like, dang. I don't know about you, but I didn't like the bubble move because I was like, okay, it just traps enemies. It doesn't punish any health. No, it does. It just stuns them. And there'd be a lot of interesting parts in platforming and stuff where I'd have to launch a bubble and it just straight up would not work. Like it would go flying over the platform I needed to hit. So that was annoying. 
didn't happen too much, but annoying. And I'll be honest, fighting those damn jelly creatures got exhausting after a while. Especially the ones that blast the tartar sauce and the one you have to wait until he crashes, what was it, a bathtub or something? Yeah, that guy was so annoying. He showed up an inconvenient amount of time because he just takes so long. You literally have to wait for him to do his thing. Yeah, that, that was annoying. Yeah, the tartar sauce one, the giant one, and the one that looks like Mr. Krabs' appetizer for some reason. Those, <laughs> what was those, up with that? Yeah. Those were the most annoying enemies. <laughs> now, granted, they do get progressively easier with the more abilities you unlock, but still. I know where you're coming from. Yeah, I, I think I agree. Could have been also, like, just a little too annoying. Also, I'm not sure if I'm the only one who experienced this problem, but there were moments where I kept on backtracking and falling off platforms. That did happen to me a couple of times, yeah. Like, there were a handful of times where I kept dying because the platforming didn't work in my favor. And on top of that, I got lost a good number of times because I had no idea where to go, even with the cursor in the open world, especially mm. in Goo Lagoon, because I actually left that area because I was like, okay, I want to spend my jelly on new costumes. But when I went back to Goo Lagoon, I got stuck in the first area, and I didn't unlock the slingshot yet, so I was like, okay, where the hell am I supposed to go? Until I realized you have to open the menu and click on the last checkpoint to continue further. Huh. But go figure, the game doesn't tell you that. Uh, yeah, I would have never guessed that. <laughs> However, the biggest con I have with this game are the boss fights. Remember all those cool and exciting boss fights from BFBB and even the movie game? Well, mm. here in Cosmic Shake, they feel like an afterthought because most of them have the same problems. They either A, they're too simplified, or B, get defeated in only three attacks. Yeah, holy cow. There would be bosses where they'd be over, and I, and I would just say to myself, that's it? Like, at least for me, what comes to mind are the Mr. Krabs boss fight, which, you know, that's the first one, so it's fine. But the Sandy boss fight, that was, like, way too short. Um, Yeah, I think I finished it in, like, less than two minutes. I thought a cutscene was starting to, like, be like, okay, here's the new phase, but it turned out to just be, like, the cutscene that ended the battle. I was like, oh, that was fast. Oh, yeah, not to mention... Half of these bosses rely on the damn jelly creatures. Like, I think I died more to the minions than the actual boss, <laughs> which is kind of sad. Yeah, no, that, that definitely happened to me. And you know what's a huge missed opportunity? Fighting Prawn again. Yes, Prawn, yeah, like, the return of Prawn. It's weird because Prawn debuted in BFBB and he was a boss, yet in this game he wasn't. Yeah, that was weird. Like, I remember getting to that part of the level on the pirate ship where you have to fight your way through. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to fight my way to Prawn. And it just turns out you, you fight your way through the ship and then cutscene happens and the level's over. I'm actually thinking about that scene from BFBB where SpongeBob meets Prawn. You know, he's talking to Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. He's like, oh no, what did Prawn do? Did he destroy the Mermelair? Hijack the invisible boatmobile? No, worse. He washed a red sock with Mermaid Man's underwear. <laughs> Everything turned pink! Pink! <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Man Ray and Dirty Bubble have nothing on Prawn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No we've never seen him in the show. He's, he'd be too OP. So yeah, that's the biggest problem I have with the game. The boss fights are very lackluster. No, I, I definitely agree with that. They're like, okay, but they could have been a lot better. Also, I feel like the side missions, they happen at the most inconvenient times. It's like, okay, we want to move on to the next dimension. Hey, SpongeBob, can you help me out with this and that? It's like, it kind of interrupts the pacing a bit. Yeah, that was really weird, like, how they did that. No, nothing's gonna top when I... I don't remember what level you beat, but you're, like, in... You're towards the end of the story, you beat a level, and you're just forced to do, like, a random litter cleanup minigame. Like, that 
that's just an example of something that just happens out of absolute nowhere. I was just like, what the heck am I doing and why? Yeah, I was like, where's the context? <laughs> it was right at the end of the game, too. Like, I don't. I was so confused. They really should have spaced some of those minigames and side quests out a little bit better. But, you know, whatever. I didn't even bother with the post-game because I was like, okay, I beat the story. Is there really anything to do other than the side missions? Was there or no? Probably not. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking of just playing a little bit of it, but I again, I really don't know what exactly. Like, am I really going to go and look for spot or look for beverages for Squidward? Like, I don't know. Seems kind of just boring. I mean, honestly, the only reason I can see myself replaying the game is just to unlock the other costumes. Yeah, that's true. Oh, and one more thing I forgot to mention with the references. They added they added the freaking shock face from the movie and the chicken meme. Yes, they did. Forgot about that. You first see those, well... Assuming that you didn't change costumes in between levels, but when SpongeBob's doing the photo shoot in the karate dimension, he does the shock face from the first movie and the chicken meme. And the most frequent time you'll see those is when you're changing costumes because while you're going through different costumes, you'll see SpongeBob's model just standing around minding his own business. Then out of nowhere, he'll do a shock face and act like a chicken. I'm like, oh my god, this game is nothing but fan service, and I love it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's pretty much SpongeBob and the Cosmic Shake in a Goofy Goober nutshell. <laughs> what do you think, Matt? As it stands, I think it's a fun game. I think the gameplay is decent. I think the worlds are really cool. Story's kind of fun. And just as a simple little game to play, do some fun stuff in it, it doesn't disappoint. So I, I liked it. I think it's a solid game. Yeah, it's definitely on the same level as Battle for Bikini Bottom, both for the original and Rehydrated. I mean, I haven't played Rehydrated, but... Whatever, that's besides the point. But still, as a simple SpongeBob platformer, it gets the job done. Honestly, the references and Easter eggs alone is what won me over. <laughs> yes. Had the gameplay been tweaked a little bit and he put more care into the bosses, this would have been a much better game. But still, it's pretty good. Yep, and maybe if this opens the door for more SpongeBob platformers, because I do love SpongeBob platformers, perhaps even my long-awaited fantasy pipe dream of SpongeBob SquarePants the movie rehydrated. Which, hey, the movie turns 20 next year. Anything could happen. Oh my god, it does. <laughs> Matt, put that in the Geeks Crossing Google Docs page. Oh yeah, we have to talk about that. If, if we let the 20th anniversary of the SpongeBob movie pass, I don't think I'd ever forgive myself. You heard it here, folks. In 2024, Matt and I, and possibly Nick, because we're kind of the SpongeBob trio, are going to do a retrospective on the first SpongeBob movie because it turns 20 that year. My gosh. Makes me feel old, though. <laughs> but in terms of rating... I probably give this game either a 7 or 7.5 out of 10, which is so good in my opinion. I was going to say I'm probably hovering around a 7. Yeah, it's a fun game. It's a solid game. But anyway, to those that have played SpongeBob and the Cosmic Shake, what do you think of it? Let us know on our Discord server or DM us on Instagram at Geeks Crossing. Continue to listen to us on all available listening platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, or whatever platform you prefer. And be sure to tell your friends and family about us, especially any Spongebob fans in your life. And if you want more geeky content, head over to Twitch and check out E-Man the Legendary, which is also my YouTube channel, which is also my YouTube channel, Nuclear Bacons, Cryptwalk Games, and Carabytes. And as always, stay true to your geek selves. Hoopla! <laughs>